0: Oh, oh, uh oh, oh, here comes Deeks and Quicks,
1: Even that or you your it, with a
0: pod, cast, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> break it down, uh oh, get it in your ears now, fast, Quicks, Deeks,
1: cast, pods, Uh Welcome everybody to episode one of Two in the Basement, a Dead by Daylight podcast. My name's Easy Quicks and I'm with
0: John with Deeks. How are you, dude? Hey, going, Quixie? Good to see you again, mate. Uh, it's been a week. It has been a week. Uh, it is uh, nice to catch up and have another chat. We actually haven't spoken much this week, so we are, we are fresh on the, uh, on the vocals and, and ready to chat all things Dead by Daylight. Uh, do you have an idea of what we're, we're chatting about today? So, um, In today's episode, we'll be discussing the new killer, the trickster,
1: and uh, the all-kill chapter, including the new survivor, Yun Jin Lee, We'll be going through the new Shrine, which starts which started a couple of days ago on Wednesday the 7th to the 14th, so it goes for a week. We've got a few questions and answers to do, which we did post on Twitter, and um, the upcoming Trickster buffs, which are coming out next week, potentially.
0: Yes, you did hear it first here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Trickster has released, and within the week of the Trickster releasing, there are buffs that they have decided to bring out. So this might give you a little bit of insight onto just how strong this new killer is.
1: <laughs> it's a very quick turnaround. The killer's only been out for a week and a half and we're already getting buffs.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a very, very strange, uh, strange time for the release and uh, the power level of the killer, but uh, we will definitely be able to get into that. Uh, I'll also touch on a little bit of the tournament results that we had previously spoken about last week uh, as it did wrap up. And uh, finish off. Uh, as Quixie mentioned, we do have the Q and A, and we have an in-depth look at the uh, at the shrine. Uh, we've also found some pretty funny bugs that have happened uh, during this week as well. And uh, we'll give you all of our all of our thoughts on uh, Dead by Daylight for this week. So, do you want to kick it off, Quicksy? Uh Or maybe I should kick it off. Actually, maybe we'll touch on the the tournament, and um, I'll just let everyone know how how that ended up.
1: So, how was the tournament, mate? How did you find it? How did your team go?
0: I uh, look, overall, I uh, I really enjoyed playing uh, competitive Dead by Daylight. It was a it was a different experience, as you would know from watching the live broadcast. Um, it's completely different to public matches. It's really really interesting to just get out there and try your absolute hardest, get on the comms and play against you know the best of the best killers, playing the best killers, nurse, spirit, twins, that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, I I really enjoyed it, and my team really enjoyed it. We ended up coming third in the tournament, which uh, I'm not I'm not mad about because uh, you know the, this team that we threw together was a, a first time team a week before the tournament. We uh, we scrimmed a couple of times. Uh, if you don't know what scrims are, it's just a a bunch of people jumping in and basically emulating a tournament setting, playing really hard, uh, like in competitive uh, a practice competitive game is essentially what that is. Uh, and yeah, we came third, so um, we're in the money, which is always good, uh, a little bit of prize money coming our way for our efforts, uh, but it was all about, uh, all about the experience for me, and overall, the tournament experience was, it was really, really good. The casters, once again, I'll shout them out, uh, Recover uh, and Mark. they did excellent jobs, uh, absolutely love them both to bits, I know Quixie and I are big fans of theirs, both uh, commentary-wise and also their streams as well, so... Uh, if you haven't checked them out, you definitely should. But yeah, I, uh, I, I was happy with it, Quicks. So uh, I'm looking forward to potentially more uh, DVD in the Oceanic community, um, whether that be me playing or, or casting. So I've actually got a little bit of news about that, but I'll touch back on that a bit later. Uh, did you want to go over just exactly what happened this week with a new killer, the All Killed Chapter trickster, Jin Wun Hack. or Ji Wun Hack, sorry. Uh, tell us all about him I have barely played him So your floor, the floor is yours mate Yeah I got a few games with him He's, uh, His name is The Trickster
1: A.K.A. G. Woon Huck he, um, he Thank you for knives. correcting
0: that pronunciation of mine
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah so he starts with 60 knives It takes 8 knives to down a survivor He's 110% movement speed Which is the same as Huntress and the Deathslinger And uh, I had quite a few games with him Pretty fun killer to play Pretty fun killer, but I'd like to see see some buffs to, for him, which they are announcing. They've already announced them, actually, which will be coming out next week potentially.
0: Now, when you say fun, do you mean anti fun and not fun at all? Because that's my experience with the killer. Like, in, in, funny in the way that he throws knives.
1: That's that's what I'm saying. Like so what you're telling me is, is, your, is a
0: blast. You're um. You're a psychopath, and you like throwing knives at people. <laughs> well,
1: I like playing hundreds, mate. I like throwing <laughs> shit. Back back in the Black Ops days, throwing those tomahawks across maps. Look, I great. didn't I
0: didn't mind that either. So, look to be fair, I'm happy that you've had a good time with him, and you've actually enjoyed your time. I hated almost every minute uh, of playing the trickster. I have only played about five games, but that's five games too many in my eyes. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about? kind of where he, his downfalls were um, from what you experienced and I can maybe touch on my my experience as well yeah so I enjoy playing trickster he was a bit
1: frustrating at times with with what he can do he struggles quite a bit um, he struggles with map pressure he's 110 percent movement speed so it takes him a bit of time
0: to get, get around the map I definitely found that I definitely found that how uh, the hundred percent move 110 percent movement speed not only um, it wasn't only in the the getting around the map; it was also just at a basic, basic mind gameable loop that, like Huntress, uh, you know, she can actually kind of, if she lands a shot, you're you're and you're injured, you're down. Like one health state, good night. You're on the floor, ready to be hooked. With Trickster, you can do a really, really good mind game. You can catch the survivor completely off guard, but. If you're not within range enough to throw between, you know, five to eight knives, depending on how injured they are, it could be they could be fully he- healthy, and you have to throw eight knives at them. It do- you don't you don't really get a result. Whereas if you were huntress and you mind game them perfectly and you load up that hatchet, you hit them, they're down. That was what yeah. I found frustrating.
1: There's just not enough reward for landing your blades. I think, in my opinion, because like as you said, when you play huntress. If they vault the window, you're going to get a hit. With with Trickstar, you're going to have to throw eight, eight individual knives to do the exact same thing. And those That's knives have I to hit too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have to like hit. The, the spread is massive on Trickstar. You don't know where your knives are going. You don't know where they're going. I found half the time I was missing them.
0: <laughs> you can single click them and they'll be pretty accurate. If you hold it down, then they'll fly anywhere. Um, but you can single click them, but... When you single click them, you slow down every single time you throw a knife. So you start at one hundred ten percent, and you become slower and slower and slower to the point where you're almost not even—you don't even feel like you're moving because the survivor is moving that much faster than you.
1: Yeah. So like hes, he's just too—he gets slowed down too much when he's pulling up his knives. Like the initial time you—you you pull up your knife, you slow down. You, the more knives you throw, the even slower you get, and like. You just get too slow. Survivors cut corners, and then you can't really land any more blades. So you gotta break out of it, and that takes that takes time.
0: One thing I um, one thing I can give him is in, it's not really, I guess, uh, localized to Trickster himself because whenever you kind of get in a dead zone with any killer, you you're in a good spot. But I feel like uh, Trickster definitely punishes dead zones very very much so compared to a lot of other killers uh because he can hit you with his weapon and he can actually transfer to throwing knives at you decently quickly and if you are in a dead zone and you don't have a pallet you don't have any line of sight break um in that chase you are you're in you're in trouble there but you can't have a killer that's you know pretty strong in dead zones and basically terrible in all other scenarios uh, and and expect them to be played. I am not going to lie to you, Quixi, I did see a trickster for majority of the release night, but I think I played for about five to six hours. And in the third to fourth hour, zero tricksters. I saw back to the mainstay, Huntress, Spirit, uh, you know, Nurse, whatever. All the killers, you know, trickster was gone out of the rotation instantly, and that's never a good thing. When it when a new killer comes out. You want them being played. You want to. You want them played so much that they're annoying. That's annoying that you have to play that killer so much, but that was not the case.
1: Yeah, because like imagine you're a dev. You come up with this this cool killer, and then the the first few days in, people start playing new killer, it's and like, he is cool. The-
0: That's the thing. You, yeah. You're not wrong. He is really cool. He his design, the way you know he he's laughing. He's very vocal. He has cool animations. He spins his bit weapon. Too much. Cool like. <laughs> He does laugh a bit too much. But, you know, his weapon animations are cool. Um But I remember when Deslinger came out. Deslinger came out around when I kind of was new to DVD. And I I hated it. <laughs> because every single game with Deslinger was Deathslinger for like five days. And I just wanted to play against it. I was rejoiceful when I played mm. against a different killer. Because I was like, oh, good. It's not Deathslinger again. But... And that... Well Desling is not even that good now, but people he was strong enough then to where he was actually played and he you know, he actually got a, a good bit of use. I even in the following in this whole week since the Trickster has come out, I can count on both my hands the amount of times I've played against the Trickster. It's no more than ten times that I've gone against the Trickster. And that's I think that's it's really sad. It took me two days to verse the Trickster. I think I versed him five. Two times. days. And
1: most of those games, the the killer disconnected because he's just that frustrating to play.
0: Yep, definitely, definitely. It's really,
1: it's really kind of sad to see the new killer come out and people are disconnecting because they're just frustrated with how how he plays.
0: So if you haven't played against him and you're unsure, Quixie did mention that he throws the knives and basically he needs you need eight knives to to hit you, uh to to, to you know, get an injured state or a down. What they call that is it's a laceration. Uh, it's a new keyword laceration term, meter um, that they've started use, that they've used for the trickster. So what happens is that laceration meter decays over time. So essentially, uh, if you don't hit a survivor in a, uh, I think it's a fifteen second window. Yeah, fifteen seconds. Um, yeah. That starts ticking down, and you start basically lose. You basically reverse time and essentially take one of those knives that you've thrown into the survivor. And throw it away on the ground because it doesn't count anymore. And you have to hit them with another knife, plus the knives you already had to. So that is a huge issue for him, especially when you have killers like Huntress and Deathslinger, the range killers that can catch you and hit you and you are injured or you are down. We keep touching on it, but uh, you know that was one of his biggest weak points. That is one of his biggest weak points currently. Uh, the movement speed... The knives having that, uh, you know, that laceration meter and decaying, uh, and also Quixy. I don't, know, I don't know if you've really had a chance to, to use his power. But would you even call it? I, I don't even know if I'd call it a power. It's not, it's not really worth using. I used it a few times because, because it, it's there. You get a limited time to use
1: it, so I was like, let's, let's try it out. Did you want to explain what it, what it does? Yeah. So pretty much, it's his special attack, which you build up from throwing multiple multiple blades into survivors and pretty much you click control your special attack ability and you throw unlimited knives for a certain duration and uh I think it's 10 you,
0: seconds that the 10 lasts seconds for. is it
1: yeah and, and you're pretty slow as well you're pretty slow when you do that so most of the time even if you go behind a rock if they play it correctly they use their power you you cannot get hit it's kind of silly and you get a you only get like 10 seconds to use it, so if you don't use it, it goes back to zero. And so you have that's fatigue. Silly. And your fatigue, which you can't I think it's a 10 second fatigue, so it's pretty huge without using your knives, which it is getting changed to five in the next buff.
0: The the yeah, even any fatigue, even coming out of your main power, uh, more than one or two seconds is still too much. Um, because you're getting Essentially punished for using your really strong power, uh, which often, uh, as Quicksy said, if you someone gets behind a rock, you can't use it. But a lot of the time, you get main event, which is the power. You throw heaps of knives at a survivor. You're chasing them, chasing them. You down that survivor, and then you get your main event power. Where's the next survivor? They're not going to be right next there's, to you. There's usually. nobody there. They're probably going to be across the map.
1: Most of the time when that happens, like I have my main event ready. I just downed a player, and there's nowhere else to use it on. So and you it just doesn't waste stack. Your
0: power. It doesn't stay up like uh, like Oni's power. Like When Oni gets his power, he keeps it until it, it, it's activated, so he can use it on activation. But the, if you don't activate your power, the main event power with Trickster, as soon as you get it, it fades away, and it, you don't have the ability to activate it until you hit enough knives on the next person you're chasing. Uh, yeah, so... It's, you know, it maybe that could be one of the changes that they might look at as well. The uh, activation, you know,
1: activate whenever you want to. That's just it's a simple change, it, really it makes sense to actually get it some use sense. out of it. Yeah, because like Oni is the same thing you build up your power and then you get to use it whenever you want to. You don't get forced to go into your power with Oni. So I think it's just common sense, common sense changed personally.
0: Well, it stops that whole, you know, oh, you've only got this many, I wonder how many knives he has that I can. I can bait out all of his knives, and then he has to refill, and then he's just, you know, a basic. Um, I think people have been calling him D Pipster, is what they've been calling him. <laughs> D Pipster, <laughs> um, but you know, he's only got his weapon to use. Whereas, imagine if you're you're out there, and uh, all of a sudden you're caught in a dead zone, or you're in a an area where the pallet's been used, and then bam, he activates his main event, and he gets unlimited knives for ten seconds with, you know, a, a little a little bit of accuracy. Um, I guess, accuracy thrown it's, in there that, you know, it's not very it's not as accurate uh, because the knives are coming out so quickly, but, you know, that's you're dead. That's deadly. It's very situational. Like, in dead zones,
1: you can get use out of it, but just say Shaq, for example, if I play Shaq correctly, the time it takes to actually get your power up, which is a good couple seconds, and then you start throwing your knives, they, they vote the window and they're gone. And we they're talked about it last week.
0: Se- seconds that everything in Dead by Daylight, like five seconds, ten seconds, like, uh, you know, that can be the difference between a gen being completed and... Like you're better off just
1: just keep using your normal power. Don't worry about his special attack because you're yep. going to get more use out of it, more value.
0: And I have seen that a lot now with the with the better tricksters that I have played against because uh, I've been playing a lot of Survivor trying to play against the trickster and see what it's like. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of the tricksters will... They'll use their basic attack, their... Um, the M1 attack and then they'll try and follow up with some knives once they force you into a different area um, or they'll just simply hit you with their basic attack twice they will just try it. they'll stick it out they'll get their bloodlust and um, they'll continue to chase you which is it defeats the purpose of yeah, any ki- can- like literally any killer can do that so it defeats the purpose of having a cool killer with a cool idea of you know having the knives and a new mechanic essentially in the game the laceration meter. like we should be so excited but here we are talking about it and we're with you know saying pretty much nothing but negative things but on this podcast we we want to be we want to be honest we don't we don't want to sugarcoat things and we, we give our opinions so it doesn't mean that we're right uh Quixie's had a better time than I've had uh, I'll straight out you know f- flat out say that I I did not enjoy my time playing as him and even playing against him, the games were just super easy.
1: Yeah, like when you want to when you when you choose a killer, you want to use their power, right? Like you don't be stuck with a mouse one killer. That's just basic killer. Like well, I'm a wraith reason, mate. Why, why, would I, oh, yeah. why would I want to load into a wraith game and <laughs> but never you cloak? Get to, you get to use your cloak, <laughs> though. You get to use your cloak. Yeah, but that's durability. what I
0: mean. What if? Well, imagine if I load into a wraith game and I uncloaked and I never cloaked again. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen that? it happen. But th- maybe their buttons broken. I don't know. But like, imagine that was my entire game. And I'd never cloaked. That, there's, I could, there's no point. There's no point me playing the Wraith. I could play any killer and do that.
1: And Trix is 110% movement speed, so you're punishing yourself it's by even slower. That. <laughs> exactly. it's even slower. So it gets punished more. Like Usually, 110% movement speed killers have a strong power. That's why they're slow. You got Huntress, you got Deathlinger, Nurse, Hags, even exactly. one of them as well. Exactly. Like They got strong, strong powers, and
0: Trix's power just isn't that strong. But it's not that strong now. Do you want to talk about the buffs? Because I am... I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit scared about the buffs, to be honest. I, I think the, you know, he's... It's so weird to say he's on such a low power level right now. I would actually rate him as the worst killer in the game. Uh, even below... You know, everyone seems to think that Clown's one of the worst killers. Uh, against a good team, yes. But they can still do work. Uh uh, and people seem to put Legion down on the, the bottom of the totem pole Legion. as well. I'm not sure Legion. why. Uh, Legion can get around. Legion has fast, you know, ways to get around the map, and like, um, he's got mobility. You get to exactly. injure players. You get to
1: chain chain injures.
0: Like I think he's he's okay. Not the strongest
1: killer, but I think he can hold his ground.
0: I agree, and uh, it is interesting to know that um, some people say that uh, Tricks is actually better than legion and better than clown and stuff like that but i I don't agree with that i yeah i disagree with that i wholeheartedly agree uh think that trickster is the worst killer in the game currently uh but they are uh i i think that they normally do this uh when a new killer comes out and it's not very strong uh they tend to have a look at it but they usually take a little bit longer than uh than than usual yeah, they announced um, oh, changes
1: within the week. The first week came out, and then they announced changes already.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll start, I guess, off with uh, saying that one of the buffs that is coming that will be very welcomed is uh, increased movement speed when throwing the knives. So uh, you're not. This is not increasing his base movement speed. So he will still be 110 uh, percent in movement speed. Which, mind you, if you guys don't know, survivors move at 100% movement speed and killers move at uh, 110% for the killers that we've named off already or 115% movement speed. So this this is why when you're in a chase and you run in a straight line, a, you will always catch up to a survivor because you are moving faster than them at a base speed. Uh one of the things that is going to help him though is the fact that he started at 110% and then as he threw knives, he got slower and slower and slower. What they're gonna do is they're gonna up his um, they're gonna decrease the amount of penalty that you get to that movement speed, and they're gonna cap pretty much cap it to the point where um, you know, he he only ever drops to the speed of a survivor, I'm pretty sure. I think he's only gonna he's gonna sit around that ten percent speed drop. So you're never going to have a survivor being able to run faster than you. Uh, whereas previously, I think you used to run at 90... The lowest you could get was 96.3% uh, speed. <laughs> so you have to realize that as you're throwing knives, a survivor is actually gaining... Survivors actually They're moving faster than They are actively getting away from you. <laughs> and if you reach a corner and line break line of sight, then Trix is just sitting there with his knives in his hand going, like, what it am can, I doing? It
1: takes time to... Actually pull up your knife and yep. put it away. It takes time. So they just keep getting more and more distance, which
0: is where he struggles quite a bit. But they're actually changing that as well, aren't they, Quicksy?
1: The wind-up time, yes. They're changing the wind-up time. I believe it's from 0.5 seconds to 0.35 seconds. It's not, not a huge change, but, but it, it is noticeable. a buff.
0: It is a buff, so we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. That's almost, um, You say that's not a big change, but that is almost... Half the time. That's almost a 50% increase on how, how quick. Yeah. Um, I it's not, not a massive change, enough, but I, so. think
1: it's, I think it's a nice one. I think it's a nice one. Um, and also, there is a downgrade to him. His wind down grace period, so the time that you pull, put your knife away, it's changing from 1 second to 1.25 seconds. So you, you won't really notice it a whole lot, but it, it is there.
0: Oh, okay. So they're actually kind of... Um, so they I want guess. you to keep
1: they want you to keep your knives up. They don't want you to put it away. I think that's okay. what they're doing.
0: So similar to the pyramid head. Um, yeah, very similar, the pyramid right? head change where you can't and just demo, like, go in and out of your power all the time.
1: Demo going a little bit as well with with holding your mouse to it a little bit. Okay, um,
0: that's interesting to to know that because that's kind of like what they did with the wraith, um, the wraith buff where they made you faster, move faster, but then you uh, you get a little. A base penalty, more of a base penalty to your uncloak. Um, he's a bit bugged right to, now, isn't he? Wraithy. Oh, he is. But we'll we'll we will definitely get into the bugs that we've uh, we've seen this week because uh, yeah. they are they are something else.
1: So he's also his his knives going to have removed spread. So pretty much like hit fire, it's going to be a bit more accurate when you throw your knives, which is pretty helpful.
0: And it's they're gonna also going to change it huge. The removing yes. the spread is essentially. Removing the random, the the random, randomness that comes into throwing the knives, which they actively said when they released him, uh, that it was random. There was an RNG element to whether his knives would hit or not, no matter how good you were at throwing the knives. Yeah, and which um, is which is not that's terrible for a, a person. That's like saying sometimes you'll throw a hatchet perfectly at a survivor and all miss.
1: Yeah, like hunches <laughs> is pretty accurate with your hatchets. If you if you throw the isn't. hatchet right.
0: <laughs> You will hit the survivor. No questions asked, uh, unless they dead hard out of the way, of course. But
1: imagine there was a spread on Huntress, dude. What imagine that <laughs> you just go. I
0: oh, line this perfectly up, and then you throw it, and it just moves. It just deviates it just goes and to the left and just completely
1: like, misses.
0: <laughs> that, that's just ridiculous. So uh, I'm glad they're doing that. Uh, they're also greatly decreasing the recoil. Uh, so it won't be a laser. Uh, the, I was a bit worried that they were going to take away recoil to uh, like as a whole. Which would basically mean that he was throwing lasers out of his hands because they essentially wouldn't move. Uh, his his the aim wouldn't move at all, and removing the spread, he would just be throwing completely, almost completely straight with no recoil at all. Um, but you will still have to, you know, kind of fight the recoil a bit. Uh, you'll just still put, can put your
1: mouse down a little bit. And yeah, exactly. It won't be as bad for it and-
0: as it was now. Um, And then I think, Quixie, one of the biggest welcomed changes... I mean, these are all great, but um, one of the other ones is about the laceration timer. Um,
1: Yeah, so they're increasing the initial laceration decay timer from 15 seconds to 20 seconds, which gives you a longer window to follow up with additional blades before the laceration meter decreases. So this is pretty huge. Um, I'd like to be even more, to be honest, even just wipe it completely. Because you kind of, when you play Trickster, you're kind of forced to commit to one chase. You can't really split your pressure because you throw knives here and there. 15 seconds later, they go back to zero. So you kind of so get punished.
0: When you say um, wipe it completely, do you mean that a survivor always carries around that yeah. laceration meter?
1: Yep. That's what I think would be a nice change.
0: So essentially the same as a ghost face 99ing a stalk. Yeah. I think someone. it makes sense. I would like to see them trial that. That. That would be interesting. It could
1: be too strong, but even just make the decay timer even longer, even yep. 30 seconds. It'll just allow you to split your pressure because at the moment, you kind of have to commit to one player to get value out of your knives.
0: Now, it is interesting that uh it's five seconds because five seconds is starting to become a theme in this podcast, I think. Yeah. Uh, yep. Last <laughs> podcast, we were talking about uh, what happens in five seconds. We might have to change the name to Five Seconds in the Basement uh, if, this, if this keeps up with these changes, but... I think that the five seconds is um, it's a good change. I, as as you said, potentially a longer 25 to 30 seconds might be a little bit better. But the best thing about this is uh, I believe these, um, these buffs are coming out straight into the game. There's not going to be a PTB for testing or anything. They're going to be a, essentially a hot fix. So uh, we're going to get our hot little hands on it straight away uh, and not have to... Uh, mess around with the ptb or anything and the best thing is if they can change them this quickly then they can change them back uh this quickly as well so so it's we...
1: good to see him it's good to see him making little changes here and there they don't want to over buff him because the people will complain just little buffs and just see how how the killer plays
0: yeah exactly exactly i, I definitely i definitely agree with the buffs and uh, it'll. It will. I'm definitely going to go back and try him. At this time, I have no interest in in playing Trickster, Uh but I definitely want to. Um, I definitely want to jump in there. So they're also decreasing the post main event cooldown
1: from 10 seconds to five seconds, which I think is a good change because pretty much once you use your main event, you have 10 seconds where you can't throw any knives, and you're in, in the fatigue state. So they're cutting that in half, which I think is I think is a good uh, a good thing.
0: Yeah, I see what you mean now about that. I was thinking about the fatigue, but you were thinking about the actual cooldown time of when you yeah, the can't cool down, not throw th- knives. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I think, does it force you to zero when you uh, use your main event? Or you keep your knives? You keep uh, your knives? You keep your knives, yeah, yeah. Okay, that will help then, because if you're in a chase and uh, you get a bunch of knives off and then you still have knives left over, um, then you, you can at least start throwing those knives a lot quicker than, than, than now.
1: Yeah, definitely. Five seconds, I think, is a good number.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It is uh, it is definitely good. So, this is um, a welcome change. It is very, very strange to... For me, I guess, uh, when something new comes out to have an instant uh, buff. I've been playing games for a long time. Uh, I'm no stranger to hotfixes and things like that. Usually, they hotfix bugs and things. Um, but seeing a... I'd call this a big change on a on a new killer. Uh, I wondered how this um how this affects the the developers. Quixie. what do you reckon? If you've been, as you said, you've been working on this for you're a developer and you've been working on this killer for two three months, and then you see this uh this kind of reaction or this um yeah,
1: but like you said, like you spend three months on the new killer, you want people to actually play him. Like it's pretty sad that there's not too many killers actually playing the new killer. Like most of the players would have played a couple of games, they uh had their own thoughts on what they think about him, and then they just go back to their main killer.
0: Hopefully, he won't become one of those killers that's just swept to the side and uh, no one no one thinks about going forward. Yeah, because I I enjoy
1: playing him. He's got a he's got a pretty cool pretty cool power. He throws knives. He's a pretty like unique Definitely looking unique. killer. Definitely. He's not very scary. Um, but his backstory is pretty pretty horrid. Did you have a read about that?
0: I didn't read a lot of his backstory, but I actually think that I kind of... There's a lot of people that say he's not scary. I kind of think he is scary um, because he has a really small terror radius, especially with Monitor and Abuse. I find find any killer, whether they're... You know, Desling is not that scary. He's just a cowboy with a gun, but um, you know him being able to sneak up on you, that has given me many a fright, and even with Trickster... Uh, he pops up on you, and all you hear is a, <laughs> you know, that little laugh. You just hear the laughing. And yeah. uh, then all of a sudden you're being, you know, abused with knives. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when he, he comes out with a with a stronger a stronger base. And a, a lot of this is base kit, which is great. They're not adjusting add ons to be like, okay, if you use this add on, it'll be better for you. No, it's, it's base kit, which is the way a killer should be balanced, not around the add-ons. It should be based around their main power. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I am excited once again. Uh, this has gotten me excited because I was very, very... Uh, I was very down and out about the, the new update, to be honest. I was looking forward to it a long time and uh, new content in a game where you only get new content every you know two or three months. Uh, it can be it can be rough for the for the gamers out here that play it every day, especially streaming and trying to make content around it. Uh, it was it was a tough tough go for not only us, you know, we're as I said, the small fish in the in the pond, but uh, the bigger the bigger people out there. It's um, and even just the gamers themselves. It, you know, looking forward to something new. I know if I looked forward to something new in a different game and it was subpar, I'd probably stop playing that game.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but um, did you want to jump into the, into the shrine?
0: I will I just we should talk about the survivor as well cuz we've we've just talked about oh, survivor, uh, true, true. about the tricks there so
1: did you want to go over that?
0: Yeah, I mean, did you play much have you played I feel like you're playing a lot I of killer. I didn't play at the a whole moment, lot of survivor. So.
1: It's, it's mainly killer, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I feel like I'm the resident survivor somehow on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never thought that would be the case, but um yeah, I I played the new survivor just cosmetic wise and uh, aesthetically she is she's awesome she she looks really cool she's got a cool outfit her prestige i've pretty much got her prestige 3 now so her um her prestige outfit looks really cool uh, her her sounds are very very similar to elodie in the way that so her scream you pretty much want to turn down your headset every time she jumps on hook or alt tab out of the game if if it's yeah. possible <laughs> Um, if you're, I feel bad for console players. I don't know if there's a way for them to quickly exit out of the game and go back in. But uh, yeah, it's her first scream is um, almost worse than Elodie's. I would say she's a very, very loud survivor, which is interesting for a uh, um, a female character because, in as you would know, in the game, uh, it's pretty much known that a lot of the female characters are quieter than the male characters. Uh, but she's up there on par with like a, you know, a David or something like that or a, um, a Jake. <laughs> I feel like they're quite loud.
1: Um, yeah, definitely.
0: But she's been, she's been fun to use. Uh, her main perk that I tried out was Smash Hit, which was Stun the Killer. We talked about this last week, but Stunning the Killer and you get a four-second uh, sprint burst essentially away from the pallet. Uh, in the first night, I got this to work a lot of times. And I, I really enjoyed it. I uh, sacrificed uh, my borrowed time for it. And I actually ran Dead Hard and Smash It. So uh, if I didn't get a pallet stun and I was in a chase, then I still had my Dead Hard available to use. But if I did get a pallet stun in the chase, it meant that I could try and you know walk around a little bit during that chase and get my exhaustion back just in case I needed to use Dead Hard at some point, uh, which I thought was a, quite a versatile and a cool way to uh, use the power. Although Quixie. Using her power smash hit has been a little bit harder for me. Did you, did you, want, did you want to mention yes, one of the how bugs?
1: Many, how many how many power stuns did you get? Because power stuns is bugged currently.
0: The first night um. I, I got um I, I, there was no problems, there was no issues at all. But for some reason after that first night, that issue arose, and um, yeah, pallet stuns were essentially bugged and still currently are bugged, don't they? Yeah, so pretty
1: much if, if you swing at a pallet, you just don't get stunned, you get pushed back. It's really strange how it works. Like in the animation, you're supposed to get stunned, you just get pushed back and you know you don't get stunned, so you just kick the pallet straight away.
0: Yeah, and people might not think that's a big deal, but uh, obviously if you've got a perk that's completely dedicated to stunning the killer and you're not getting the <laughs> result out of that, that kind of ruins that for you. Uh, also, yeah, like- the fact that, the killer also recovers faster because they're only recovering from a missed weapon hit. They're not actually recovering from a stun, which means if you are in an unsafe pallet, it's already unsafe for you. If you don't get the stun, the killer recovers from the their attack and they're on you again straight away.
1: Yeah, he'll just walk around and just, and just down you if you're already injured in, in one of those some um, unsafe pallets. Yes. So pallet stuns are huge. Exactly, with that bugs right now, it, it does hurt as survivor.
0: Uh, but yeah, for some reason, the first night, <laughs> the first night, it was it was not an issue. I was completely <laughs> it was completely fine. But after that second night and throughout the week, it's I think maybe it was that killers didn't know about it, and then as killers have learnt that they just need to swing into every pallet. Pretty much, I'd say ninety percent of the time they didn't get stunned. They would still get stunned sometimes, uh, but it's a cool perk. Regardless of that, it's. Um, it had its it had its usages and a uh, one perk that I actually was uh, um, surprised that I, I was using because I, I went in and got her adept uh, challenge which you know took a couple I think it took me five or six games that I managed to get it um, but that that um, perk I think it's called fast track the uh, not the not the one that uh, basically takes away your blood or or skill uh, skill checks <laughs> your um your like survivor tracks. Uh, when you're running uh, I think that's called like self-preservation but um, I think that's right. yeah, yeah. fast track is the one where whenever someone gets hooked uh, it gives you up to three tokens if you've got the top uh, perk of it available uh, and then when you hit a great skill check it adds 1% onto the great skill check. I actually I started using that when I wasn't even doing her adept. Um, I put that on instead of borrowed time. For, for a regular build and boy oh boy do those those hooks do add up at the end of the game at one stage i think i had one generator left and i had 23 tokens because i'd been in chase so is that, with the killer a lot is that
1: 23 percent just straight up on the gen if you hit a great skill check is that how yep, it works that's
0: exactly right so if i had that gen pretty much three quarters done and i hit a great skill check the great skill check adds on a slight percentage boost anyway so I'd probably say that that gen would be done from from a quarter, from three quarters done if I had a, if I had a great skill check and I had 22 tokens or whatever the maths is, boom that gen would be done. That's just like a brand new part
1: almost and, 25%. Yeah, and it has a
0: cool, a cool it. Anima- it has a cool little sound that plays when you hit the great skill check, um, which is a new sound that's in the game, which is always cool when they add that stuff in i uh i really enjoyed it i haven't been running it on my other uh characters yet because i don't have it unlocked but uh yeah it, it was actually surprising because i thought that that perk was going to be a bit of a waste but um if you're playing solo queue or you know public matches whether you're with a maid or by yourself uh, your teammates are probably going to go down so it's actually it's quite quite helpful uh, it's only for Gens as well. So, if you're healing someone and you hit a great skill check, you don't have to worry that you're going to waste your tokens or anything. Uh, it it just applies to the Gens. So, yeah, I, all in all, apart from the, the pallet bug, I um, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, going through her perks and, and trying them out for sure.
1: That's good, mate. So, you got it got to P3 already. That's a pretty quick turnaround, mate. Yeah, look, she's
0: almost P3 50. P3. So, uh, I definitely play a bit of Dead by Daylight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, the other thing we can talk about, if we're already talking about bugs, we may as well <laughs> we may as well jump into some of the other bugs that we've experienced as well. Uh, did you have any strange interactions with Trickster at all? Not really. I know you got a few a few ideas with a that couple. one. Yeah, a few thoughts. Uh, there was a, an interaction that I did see where, um, basically, there is a grab animation in the game that sometimes messes up, and uh, the grab animation will happen, but. The survivor, you won't actually grab the survivor and you'll kind of, because of the network connection to the server, it'll basically rob you of that grab. So there was an instance where if someone was unhooking and then it went for the grab uh, and they got the grab and they actually, uh, the bug didn't happen where it doesn't, or the, you know, the network latency didn't happen. They actually grabbed you. Um, the survivor that went on your shoulder actually floated all the way up in the air. And uh, like looked like they were f- gonna float out of the map. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: Survivor, right? Wow. Yeah.
0: And then uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of other ones where Trixer, the Trickster would just start floating in the air after doing a certain animation with a Survivor and stuff like that. So it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely been um, it's definitely been funny to to experience some of those rather than you know actual bugs that are that are hurting the game. Uh, one game. One, sorry, one bug that actually did hurt the game as well as the pallet stun one was the Wraith Uncloak bug, which hurt my soul as a Wraith player. Uh, that hurt my soul internally. Do you want to give us, shed a bit of light on what that was, Quixi?
1: Um, I played Wraith a couple of times. They didn't really notice it a whole lot. Is it when you come out of cloak, you're a bit slower? Is that,
0: yeah, is so that what it is? What happened is one of the devs actually on their stream said that um, they, had, they had added in the speed boost to the base kit but they had basically, um, they made the, when you uncloak and come out of your cloaker's rave, you get a lun- get a lunge boost and a, a mini decrease as you're coming out of your cloak. You slow down in speed a little bit, but then that makes up for it because you get a, you know, a quite a long lunge out of your cloak. Now, normally that lunge starts about 0.2 seconds before your uncloak meter is fully finished. Uh, you know, getting it it basically builds up from just before you're out of cloak, then your lunge kind of, you know, starts to activate. But, uh, unfortunately, in the coding, it seems like they have accidentally uh, made it so about 0.2 seconds after the animation is finished, your big lunge starts. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but to someone that's played as many hours of Wraith as I have, uh, It basically feels like you're standing still after you come out of your cloak for, you know, not half a second, but to me, it felt like half a second. And um, it changes up your whole play because I know, essentially, if a survivor... I know when a survivor's standing in front of me, I know exactly if they're this distance away, I know I can hit them. If they're in front of a window, I know I'll make the hit. Uh, 90, you know, 95% of the time, I'll make the hit. A couple of times, if they have spine chill or... You know any other perks that help them get through the windows faster? I might miss, but for the most part, I would say I know I know my stuff when it comes to wraith, and I know I know I'm gonna hit it. But this bug it completely threw me. Uh, it, um, so it it made it feel like I just was. I it made it feel like I was so slow coming out of my cloak.
1: So does the duration stay the same when you come out of cloak, like in the speed boost, or is it that shorter? So the
0: duration is actually like extended. They actually extended the duration. Uh, but what they did was they changed the activation of when that lunge would start. But like, they, didn't, they didn't make up for the speed change. So oh, okay. uh, they basically, it was just a little error in coding and uh, it, it, makes us, it makes a difference. Uh, one of my other Bud 7, uh, one of the other Wraith mains in the, uh, the OCE region, uh, he also noticed it as well. And um, <laughs> it, it threw us, man. It, uh, it was one of those things yeah, that you, if- you're not, you, d- you take for granted.
1: Especially if you're hours and hours like you have, if you're a wraith main, it definitely puts you off a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's like imagine you're you're playing Demogorgon. You, I know you like the the old Gordon, and um, you know all of a sudden they bring in an update, and uh, his shred activation is 0.2 second different than it was before. Yeah, you it, would it put it. you
1: off. It put me off for sure.
0: And you can adjust to it, but. You spend time, time, time adjusting to, adjust. to it, and then they change it back to what it's meant to be, and <laughs> you to <go> adjust <laughs> And then again. you're going back,
1: so it's all a process.
0: Yeah, look, this all in all, for an update and for a new chapter, I would say success in terms of the game didn't break. The game was still playable.
1: <laughs> there was no desync, which is a positive. Yep, exactly, because that last mid chapter turned a lot of people off this game. Some people the, left for a desync. I'd
0: say. Never come back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, getting hits from which they shouldn't have got hit because the servers were just desynced.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So, I think on the whole, especially seeing as they've re- announced these buffs, uh, I think that they've done well. I think they've done... I, I mean, it, it shows in the numbers because I think Dead by Dead has kept its uh, its numbers, you know, player base-wise. Uh, certainly on, on, uh, on Twitch, it's, the numbers haven't dropped at all for viewing. Uh, the numbers in Steam that I've been checking, the community page, you know, showing the amount of players online, that's you know been up higher than you know higher than ever. So um, it just shows you that there's a lot of a lot of people that come out when the new content comes out, regardless of whether it's bad or good. And you got to remember that th- this is only our opinion. So there's probably someone out there, or probably some people out there that are absolutely frothing this uh, this new update and uh, like you know think Trix is the best thing on the earth and wanna wanna play him twenty four seven.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I agree. It's it's a solid update. There wasn't too many game breaking bugs, which I think is is it a positive patch for this
0: game. Yeah. Which
1: is, it makes it playable. <laughs> exactly
0: right, exactly right. Um Uh what we'll do then uh your next we've been uh we, that was good that was a solid chat about that. We as I said, Quixie and I hadn't even spoken about um the the uh, the all kill update so we were just getting each other's thoughts for the first time. So it's very nice to have uh, fresh thoughts and kind of discuss it. So it was a lengthy conversation, but that was because we, we normally would talk about this kind of stuff, whether it be in each other's Twitch chats or whether we actually call each other up and uh, have a conversation about it in, in Discord or something like that. So uh, it, it was really good. And I hope you guys enjoyed uh, hearing about it because we tried to give as much insight as we possibly could. Uh, I know you wanted to to jump into the Shrine. I'm actually really excited about the Shrine this week because uh, the Shrine actually has my favorite perk in the entire game.
1: Me too, mate. Me too. <laughs> Did we jump into the Survivor ones?
0: Yeah, short sure. uh, Jump in, mate. So so
1: we've got the new Shrine update. It starts Wednesday the 7th, so a couple days ago from when we're recording this to the 14th. So it lasts for a week. Um, so we've got technicians. Yes, there it is. That's my favorite perk in the game. Is that the one you No, about? no, Okay, no. I was going to say. <laughs> Technician. It's your favorite perk because you always miss skill checks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I believe this is Feng Min's perk. Yeah, that's right. So, if w- failing a skill check while repairing prevents the generated explosion, applies a default re- regression penalty, but it also applies an additional regression penalty of 3% at tier 3. Um and also reduces the distance at which repairing noises can be heard by 8 meters. So, pretty much, it's when... So, repairing a generator makes the gen quieter, so it's a bit harder for the killer to hear the gen the gen sounds, and if you do explode a gen, um, the killer doesn't see your notification, but it also regress- regresses a bit more, 3% extra. So, yeah, so it's
0: like, like, a, tra- it's like a trade-off. You're trading off uh, silent... Silent generated explosions for a little more, uh, progress like a regression on the gen. Um, but the killer might not know you're on there and you still might make that back and still end up doing the gen. So, would you
1: recommend this perk
0: for a new survivor? I definitely would. Uh, technician is actually really, really good in the way of what we just said, it, it takes away that generator explosion. A lot of survivors won't, when they're new, they won't even know really the difference between a normal regression penalty and the added regression penalty. Uh, the only bad thing is at the tier one stage of the perk, it takes away 5%, uh, which is pretty... That's, that's um, pretty huge, 5%. Pretty significant. That's a fifth of Pop Goes the Weasel because uh, Pop Goes the Weasel is 25%. So uh, it doesn't sound like a lot, but if you miss up two skill checks in a row, that's you know 10% plus the default regression. Uh, If you're halfway on a gen, you're back down to a quarter pretty much of a gen, so um, it can be pretty detrimental, but while you are learning, it's definitely good because it won't draw the killer over to you. Uh, The actual reducing the distance of the repairing noises is actually something that people probably don't think about a lot. Uh, If you think about uh, something you mentioned before was uh, the Tricksters and Deathslingers Terror Radius uh, being, uh, what was it, did you say? 20, eight, was, is it at 16, sixteen meters, meters with meters. monitor and abuse? Yeah, twenty-four meters. Default? So twenty-four meters default, but sixteen meters with monitor. So if the killer has monitor and abuse, and they're uh sixteen meters away, they potentially, if you're the repairing noises are reduced by eight meters, it's going to take them a further time to actually walk towards the generator to figure out whether it's being repaired or not. Um the noises that come out of your repairing you know little squeaks and sizzles that come out when you're repairing and that might then give you more time to to get away because you hear their terror radius and you can run away so uh depending on if they're a range killer that kind of thing you know so i think it's i think it's helpful it's not a it's not a meta perk as as you would call it you don't see a full team running around with uh with technician but uh, definitely for a new player, it's a it's a highly recommended perk. I would say.
1: Yeah, it's good because like skill checks not the easiest thing to hit when you're brand new. Yep. Um, so it just it just helps without the um, the killer
0: knowing that you missed the skill check. Uh, I just um, remember Quixie, I just remembered another bug that's in the game at the moment. Uh, for some reason, this was reminded me. So you know the perk breakdown by uh, it's a Jeff perk. Uh, so the hook one hook breaks. Yeah. So when you a saved off a hook, and you have the perk breakdown, it breaks that hook for 180 seconds, so three minutes. Currently in the game, if you run that perk, you actually break the hook forever. It doesn't come back. Really? It doesn't spawn back into the game for the rest of the game. I did see somebody use it in one of my games. So yeah, and that hook never comes forever. back. At the moment, wow. it's a bug. <laughs> so, uh, Quixie and I are probably going to play some Swift games after this, and uh, you, you best believe we're going to try out running... A full uh, a full break. We're gonna run a, a yeah. breakdown build <laughs> and uh, see how many hooks we can destroy forever in the, in the game. Um, it's just like it's like the OG toolbox. Yeah, exactly,
1: you or can Sab- destroy Sabasua hooks. from Jake. It completely yeah. wipes out the wipes out the hook, and then the killer can't hook you.
0: So, to those that uh, that don't know, I didn't play DBD at this time. I don't think you might not have Quixie but no, I started um, after this. But previously, when DBD uh, or Dead by Daylight was a uh, as, you know, in its infancy, it was. I think it was in the first one to two years. Uh, you when you destroyed a hook with a toolbox or like Jake's perk saboteur, it would destroy that hook for the entire game and it wouldn't come back. So you would have teams load in with the sole purpose of putting on as many charges as they could, putting on saboteur, putting on a toolbox with uh sabotaging. And they would go around and they would basically destroy every hook on the map as as best as they could. Uh, And that meant the killers literally could not hook you. So uh, they would also probably, at that point, run Unbreakable. And uh, they would essentially just be able to, to get up off the ground and save each other and just make the killer's life an absolute misery. So at this point in time, you can run Breakdown. And... Essentially, so there's four survivors. So each survivor can get hooked twice. So what's that? Eight hooks that can be broken on the map, uh, in total. Uh, yeah. And uh, you can imagine that if you all stick on one side of the map and break eight break eight hooks, there is zero zero chance that the killer is going to be able to hook you. Uh, I'm still waiting for a full four man to come up against me that is running that is running that. Uh, it's yet to happen. But i yeah, I just remembered that. And I thought it would be. Don't go out and do that, guys, because it's horrible. But <laughs> we no, might that's try. That's a it. pretty
1: pretty huge bug. If you've got teams knowing about this this bug, then they can probably abuse it, and then you got no nowhere to hook. They break all your hooks.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad.
1: <laughs> so hopefully, this gets um, patched in the next patch. Gets fixed.
0: You, look, you'd hope so. But um, we'll keep, we'll move on. And uh, Quixie, this is this is it. This is the okay, uh, this is this is, is my perk. favorite perk in the <laughs> game. Dead
1: hard is in the Shrine this week. David's te- David's Teachable perk, which is a free character. So you can unlock it like free. Um, so pretty much when you're injured, you can dash forward by clicking E and you cannot be damaged during the dash. It's pretty huge. It's a very meta perk. <laughs> um, probably 70%, 80% of players use this perk. It's very solid. Um, you get exhausted for 50, 40 seconds once you use it. But yeah, just the extra distance in chases is huge. Uh, I absolutely love this perk.
0: Now, there are two, I'd say, two main uses of the perk, Quicksy. You've touched on one there, uh, using it to gain extra distance to essentially a, another loop or a window or uh, just to a pallet that might be nearby. Uh, but it can also help extend out a chase uh, just in a dead zone. If the killer uh, goes to attack you and you time it right, you can make them dodge an attack. Again, we talk about seconds in the game. Yeah. But that, that, those extra seconds can be the difference between your team finishing a generator or cleansing a totem or something like that. Uh, it can also be the difference between uh, you getting into a better position to. Maybe Duke the Killer without a pallet or without a window, but as Quixy said, its main usage would be. Um, you'll hear the term "dead hard" for distance. Uh, a lot of the time, you will be running a loop, and you can take one extra loop because you know that you can dead hard to the pallet, or you know you can dead hard to the window. Uh, whereas if you didn't have that perk, uh, you would be dead in the water if if you, uh, you know, before before that loop. So, uh, oh, yeah. I'd run this on every single character that I play if I can. If I have it unlocked, you know I'm running it. Uh, I know that my chat hates me having it when they do perk redeems, so they always take it off me <laughs> at any chance they can get. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just... It's so... People call it a crutch perk that you rely on it um, like you know Decisive Strike used to be, but I, I don't see it as um, relying on it. it's There is an element of... I wouldn't say skill, but there is an element of knowledge of knowing when to use it and knowing the best time to use it. Um, you can use it when you're against a wall, against a pallet, and if you use it and the killer swings, you won't get hit. Potentially, you can vault that wall, vault, vault the window, sorry, or vault the pallet. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's just, for me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. It's a, it's 100% get. If you've got the shards there and you don't want to level up uh, David, 100%, get it. It's it's a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, I'd recommend it as well. Just definitely grab it. Even just give it a shot. Um, it's all about timing with this one. Most killers do predict it. I like guess the kill myself. You always predict Dead Hard. Just You just wait for it. It's all about timing um, with, with Dead Hard. I definitely re- recommend picking this one up.
0: Yeah, for sure. 100%. Did you want me to jump into the, the killer ones? Yeah, go for it. So, the, f- the first perk... Uh, we have is Beast of Prey, uh, which I believe... Is that a Huntress? Um, um, yes, a Huntress. Huntress. Perk. So the, uh, th- this perk basically um, will give you undetectable, the undetectable status when you reach Tier 1 of Bloodlust. Now, this perk sounds bad. It is bad, but it's fun to use because it catches survivors off guard. So if you're a killer that's a chasing killer, so someone like you know a legion, even a wraith in a chase, just a basic M1 killer that just has their power as maybe they've got fast movement, even a trapper, for example, if you're not got traps and your power is running after someone, um, it can come quite in handy because depending on what loop you're at, if you chase someone for 15 seconds, you reach bloodlust tier 1. So you start moving 5% faster than you normally would. So if you're 115%, you're moving 120%. So you're moving 20% faster than the survivor. Makes it quite easy to catch up. Bloodlust goes all the way up to tier 3. So it grants you an extra 5% each time. Uh, But once you get that tier 1, it becomes a mind game at that point. Because undetectable means that there's no... I think it means there's no red stain. Is that right? There's no red glow. Yeah, no red stain and no, and no terror heartbeat. radius. and no terror radius. Like heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in a loop where the killer, where the sorry, where the survivor can't see you, and you all of a sudden get beast of prey, they then have to realize they have to try and make a decision. Hang on, has the killer left me? Does the killer have Tinkerer, which makes the killer get undetectable status when a generator is at seventy percent? am I going crazy? <laughs> and I've just, I can't hear the killer's terror radius. So it basically, it throws them into like this sense of, um, it's like a sensory deprivation thing. You're just relying so much on the red glow and the, the sound of the terror radius. All of a sudden, all of that disappears and it can catch people off guard. I've had people, my chat again, once again, have used me, have sorry, have asked me to use the, uh, my chat have used me is what I've what I've said there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not wrong. Um, so beast of prey will activate, and chat loves it because it's a it's a perk that barely anyone uses. But when it gets when it gets value, it's um it's one of the funniest things. Have you ever had any like funny things with beast of prey? Or have you ever used it before?
1: I've only used it like once ever. I think I don't not a huge fan of it. I think I used it for the hunters adept. Like I said, um, it's not
0: great. It's not good. <laughs> But it it can catch people off guard.
1: Yeah, it can be a fun perk. If you can get to tier one and get the undetectable status effect, it can confuse some survivors and give you free hits.
0: Because it actually lasts for as long as Bloodlust is activated. So it doesn't just go away. So you can have Bloodlust
1: 3 and still have it. Like you're flying around the map with your speed and and there's no red glow or terror radius.
0: And you can actually transfer Bloodlust from one survivor to another. So if you exit a chase and get into a chase with another survivor... Uh, you can continue that, and then maybe catch someone else off guard with the, with the undetectable status. Yeah. You, you don't know, so I think it's as I said, it's a bit of a meme, but uh, it is it is quite fun to use. Um, now i i would I would normally speak about the uh, the other killer perk, but Quixie I feel like you have a little bit of I feel like you've had a little bit of fun with this next perk over time. Honestly, um, not really. No,
1: I'm wrong. Once again, I'm wrong. I don't really use this perk. It's, it's Blood Warden. It's Freddy's perk.
0: Freddy Krueger. I definitely Kruger. thought that you were a fan. I thought you were one of those people, those, uh, you know, people that just wait until the time is almost there and then hook someone and <laughs> get the, lock all the players in with Blood Warden. I definitely want to give this,
1: give this one a shot, though, on some builds.
0: I'll let you talk um, about it. So what, what does it do for us?
1: So pretty much as soon as the... At least one exit gate is opened. Blood Warden activates. So you need to get a hook when the gate is open and then it gets blocked for 60 seconds at Tier 3. That's a long time. So That's it, a whole minute. It is a long time. So if you time it right, when the endgame collapse is going down, you can get, get... Everyone will die if you time it correctly because they they can't escape. They're just trapped at the exit gate and you can see them there as well. That sounds brutal. You can see brutal. their aura. It is pretty brutal. And you combine this with No-Ed... No one escapes death. Um, it's a pretty common, common duo with these two perks. Um, you get one shot downs with hex Noed. so it's it's pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal if you cough it.
0: Damn, I really thought um, that you. I thought you'd run it quite a bit. That's why I was, I was excited to talk about it because I, I thought that maybe you'd run it. No, nah, I haven't really given a shot to be honest. Oh, it's good. That's something new that we can uh, we can yeah. give a shot. Warden uh, can be good because it, again, it catches survivors off guard. And uh, as a, as a fan of uh, not 99ing the door like most other survivors, I like to open the doors straight away to give the survivors the best chance of uh, of running out if they're injured and the killers right behind them. Warden does catch me off guard sometimes, uh, especially the- when you when you open the gates before pies, mate.
1: That's when- exactly gates before That's pies. That's hurts. You know? That's when it hurts. We, we all
0: know the saying. It's a it's a very very common saying in the uh, Dead by Daylight community. Uh, gates were four pies. But um it, you know, I I I still will to this day tell you and I'm adamant that someone 99ing the door and not opening it fully. Basically 99ing a door is opening it to 99% and not fully opening it to avoid the end game collapse starting. Uh, which will then obviously if the killer gets a hook, it will activate blood warden, basically puts a timer on at the end of the game. Uh, I've died more times to someone not opening the door fully and 99ing it and then the killer chasing me to that door and me having to open the door and then try and pull off some dead hard play or some kind of spin than I have died to blood warden. So I will and I, I will continue to open doors straight away and I implore all the listeners out there to please open the doors straight away. Unless there is no ed, and you know that there is no it, open the doors. Just, just open the doors. Just remember, gates before pies. That's all I gates have to say.
1: Pies. That, that's the saying. So, how did you come up with this saying, mate? What was, what was the deal with it?
0: Our uh, gates before pies was um, just a bit of a jo- just a bit of a joke. <laughs> uh, basically, I was in uh, I think I was in Quixie's chat, and um, they were talking about gens before friends. So that's another. Yes. Sa- that actually is a common saying that you'll hear in Dead by Daylight. So basically, when you commit to a generator rather than saving one of your teammates, uh, you'll hear gens before friends. And I was like, well, I'm gonna come up with a smart thing for opening the gate. And uh, you know, I was like, well, gates before mates. That's a that's a pretty standard thing. But I was like, you know what? Well, gates before pies, because you gotta open the gate to get your pie. If you're at the MCG yep. for the for the uh, for the Melbourne listeners, the gates have got to open, and before you can go in and get your pie, so when That, get the pie, that was my thought process behind that. A little bit of a little bit of a shout out to the uh, the Aussie listeners there. Uh, <laughs> but Blood Warden, so Beast of Prey. I'll c- recap. Probably not. You probably don't want to get it because it's from Huntress. Uh, you can probably you can get it for for free in her Bloodweb. Uh, all of these perks, as we say, for free. They're just purchasable with uh, iridescent shards. So, um, this is in-game currency that you earn just from playing the game. Uh, Blood Warden from a licensed killer, Freddy. Uh, I would say, if you're a bit of a memester <laughs> or or, uh, or like to try some funny end-game builds, probably worth buying. But all uh, worth getting. Um, yeah. But it's not. I'd it, say it's th- nothing better. I'd say give it a shot. could have a bit of fun with it with Blood Warden. If you've got an abundance of shards, then. I would I, say if you've got a lot of shards, get get every single thing on the shrine this week. It's not a bad shrine at all.
1: And especially because Freddy's a licensed character, you have to purchase him with real money. Yeah. And get it, getting one of his perks to the shrine with in-game currency is always always a benefit. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly right.
0: Exactly uh, right. Any character, even non-licensed, even uh, characters that you need to buy with shards, 9,000 shards is a lot of, a lot of currency. If you can spend 2,000 shards to get one perk that you might like, I know I got Corrupt Intervention when it was in the uh, shrine recently, but then I ended up purchasing Plague. But uh, getting Corrupt for 2,000 shards rather than spending 9,000 on the character, you know, even if you buy, even if all three perks come up in the shrine over time, you've actually, you don't get to play that character, but you've actually spent less shards uh, than you would to unlock that character and get their three teachable perks. Because, uh, you know, you've not had to spend the blood points as well to level up that character. Uh, so yeah, I'd say jump jump in. They're a bit of fun. The the shrine perks. And um, what do you reckon, Quixie? We'll uh, we'll finish up with a bit of a and A. We've got a couple of questions, not too many. Uh, we've been chatting here for over an hour now, so um, let's finish up with the, the Q and A questions and um, wrap it up.
1: Yes, yeah, so we did a post over on Twitter um, asking for any questions for this week. We got we got three questions, I believe. Yeah, so we might have got some other ones,
0: but we only had three questions that we, um, that we took down at the time. So uh, we're happy to just go through these questions, but we do employ you guys. And uh, please, if you, if you do enjoy the podcast and do want to ask questions, we'll, we'll try and do a Q&A at the end of every, uh, every, every podcast if you guys have some interesting questions. Uh, so at two in the basement, I believe it's a, a number two, is it? Uh, and then in the basement is the, um, the Twitter.
1: I believe that's We're correct. probably gonna have to double check that, but uh... yeah,
0: <laughs> Num- number two, number yeah, two. So at number two, <laughs> and then in the basement is the Twitter. Or if you're in any of our Discords, uh, feel free to just post any questions there. Um, but I'll go ahead and ask you. This is coming from uh, at the loop D loops, one of our uh, one of my regular viewers, and I think uh, Quixy he comes in and says hello to you as well. Uh, what is your? So I believe the question is worst and best killer. So I'm assuming they mean skill wise.
1: Skill wise, yes. So, Quixie, what's your um, worst and best killer, mate? So, this last patch has changed a little bit. Worst killer is probably Trickster. Oh, you cop out! That's a cop <laughs> out, mate. <laughs> Take Trickster out. I'd probably say Pig. Personally, okay. I just don't. I don't really enjoy her. Um, I don't think she has much of a power personally, because I, like, I like powers that you get, you get to use them in chase. Yep. Uh, and Pig's just passive slow down, which is good. It is good passage slowdown, but not a killer that I like to enjoy playing.
0: And your best um, killer is Freddy then, isn't it?
1: Freddy? <laughs> nah, nurse 100%. A good nurse just dominates.
0: But nope this, this is... This is uh, uh, are we are we answering it worse than best killer in the game or our own personal worst than best killer? I don't know. We can do what both is, if you want. We could do both. So you think like, pig's the do- worst and then nurse is the best?
1: Yes, that's what I'd right. say.
0: Well, who do you who do you think you play the best and play the worst? Then, um, so the you don't play that much nurse.
1: I'd say Oni. To be honest, oh, I think I'm, yeah. I'm like a. <laughs> I know you're not a fan of Oni, <laughs> but I feel like whenever I play Oni, I always seem to do well. Honestly, I just feel comfortable playing him. And like, feel like I can do, can play well with it. Just because
0: it's easy. Uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's. <laughs> no, I definitely have watched you play a lot of Oni, and um, you're a definitely a solid Oni player, so I'd, I'd agree with that. What I about yourself? your worst? Is... What about your worst, mate? Oh, me and my still worst. Still pig?
1: Probably still pig, yes. <laughs> not a huge fan of pig, to be honest. Sorry for all those pig mains out there, but just not the killer for me. I'm sorry, Ebony.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, look. Um, uh, it might surprise you, but I think my best killer is. Um, Someone by the name of Wraith, the Bing Bong Boy. Wraithy. Yep. He, he would. Uh, he would be my my best killer. My most played, but also the one I feel the most solid at. Um, the killer that I'm probably the worst with. Um, I would probably say Trickster. No, I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, remove Remove Trickster out of that. Um, on, honestly, it's um. I don't know. It's it's weird because I I haven't played the killer. I'd probably say Trapper or something because like... Trapper. As in using their power effectively, I, I don't play... I haven't played a lot of Trapper. So I know where to trap and everything, but um, getting the traps down in the spots and maintaining gen pressure and chases and stuff, I just don't have a lot of practice at. So uh, I've actually played a decent amount of pigs. So um, the pig mind games and stuff, I, I do enjoy. Um. But in my eyes, worse than best killer, uh, worst killer for me would be. Uh, oh man, I would say I, I would say pig is up there with one of the worst killers. Um, but for me, I would just in terms of people and their ability to play this killer, I would say plague. Uh, in terms of plague. what I see, I know she's a really strong killer, and I enjoy her. But uh, a lot of time, most of the time, when I go into plague, they get absolutely rolled. So, um, tier tier list wise, I believe she's up there. But uh, from gameplay perspective, uh, I think that she's one of the worst because people don't know how to play her effectively.
1: Yeah, it's all about with with plague. It's all about knowing when to grab your grab your portals, pretty much yep. your fountains. Like we're knowing when and where to grab them.
0: And I'm gonna say, I'm um, gonna cop out and say that um the 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 two best killers in the game are, um, Aenea. No, <laughs> are, <They> are. <laughs> the two best killers in the they game. Yeah, <laughs> self care. Um, no, the the uh, best killers would be have to be tied between nurse and spirit for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do think the Oni is up there against public, you know, match teams that don't maybe not know what they're doing and how to how to capitalize against him, but um. Nurse and Spirit are almost tied for me. Uh, I actually think that Nurse is easier to play against Spirit because uh, you can attempt to predict the Nurse and learn their behaviors, whereas uh, Spirit just feels more like a coin toss. So, um, either way, they're both strong for sure. Um, but I'll, we, we kind of already touched on it, but um, another question here from uh, Ali Holly S. Uh, What's your top perk and your least favorite perk, Quixi?
1: Okay. Um, well, you said it before. For Survivor, for me personally, Dead Hard.
0: It's yeah, just I'm a, I'm a, such, a,
1: such a good perk. You use it. Every time you get injured, you get to use it. I just think it's a great perk overall. You yep. use it at least, what, four or five times a game or something like that. Yeah, depending on how many chases you get in,
0: for sure. Yeah. What about killer-wise? Um,
1: for killer, Corrupt Intervention. I think just for the early game, just blocking those three wow. gens is okay. huge. Interesting. It's honestly huge, just getting that early map pressure.
0: I like that. How about yourself? It's a nice pick. Uh, Mine would be Ruin. I think that's my my top perk on Killer. uh, Ruin. So, regressing the generators. Uh, I like to play a a range of killers that can apply pretty good gen pressure. Um, And if your Ruin Hex Totem doesn't get cleansed, and you're able to push generators, uh, sorry, push survivors off generators very consistently, uh, it's it's huge. It, it it's such a good perk. Um, Survivor perk again. Dead hard. Uh, easily one of my favorite perks. Uh, but I would say tying that almost would be. Um, it's not a. It's not a perk. It's a combination of perks: self care and botany knowledge. Uh, self
1: care gamer. He I am. It.
0: Uh, I am a, a self confessed <laughs> self care main, and uh, I am known around the uh, the OCE community as a as a self care main. Um, but yeah, it's invaluable. When you have self-care and botany knowledge, you actually heal at 83% of the normal speed. Uh, when another survivor heals you, uh, you're only healing 17% slower than what it would be with another survivor healing you. So it means you don't inconvenience another survivor and you can get back in the game and get back in the chase uh, quite quickly. So they would be, I guess, my top perks. Uh, what about your least favorite perks, Chrissy? As in, oh, I just- I'd say... We can we can we can say least favorite perks to verse potentially or least favorite perk to run.
1: Okay. We can say both um, if you want. To run, there's quite a few. There's a lot of perks that I dislike. Just, <laughs> just gotta choose one. I think. Um, I have a, had a couple down. I don't. I don't. Not a huge fan of that new perk. Cell preservation. Yeah. I that's just don't think it's not great. Is it? I just don't think it's a good perk personally. Yep. Um.
0: What about IQ, No mither?
1: No, neither. Um, combined with other perks, it's okay. I think. Yep. Combine that with dead hard iron will. I think it can be okay. But by itself, it's probably the worst <laughs> perk in the game. I think. <laughs> um, how about yourself for survivor side?
0: Oh, look, survivor side. I'd say my least favorite perk to run would be, um, decisive strike.
1: Oh, now yes, now. Just yeah. always,
0: always has been. Always. Yeah. I don't rely on crutch perks, dead hard um, <laughs> at all. So uh, yeah, I, I've just never, I've never enjoyed running that perk. Um, it, it's just it's kind of like it's a never can been, be a free escape sometimes with with decisive strike. I, I just don't want to rely on it. I never wanted to, re- never, I've never wanted to rely on it. It's, it would definitely be my least favorite perk in the game, both killer and survivor wise.
1: Yeah. Also, what would be your most? I got my own question. What would be your most fun perk to run? Not necessarily good, but most
0: fun. The most fun perk to run. Or I would have to say... uh, I think you'll maybe have the same answer, but uh, it will be a combination of uh, the Deception, Quick and and Quiet and Head-on perks. Yes. That kind of build. That's a a really fun build to run. Any any build where you can kind of troll the (laughs) the killer or something like that. Um, Saboteur is a fun perk that I like to run. Uh, going around saboing hooks, uh, whether the killer is at them or not, just bullying and annoying the killer with notifications and things like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think killer was one of my favorite perks or top perks would be Barbecue and Chili, though. You can't go past that. Yeah, uh, such, for such slide a, like a staple perk. Invaluable knowledge of knowing where people are if they're across the map, that kind of thing. It's um, one of
1: those perks that you can get value on pretty much any every killer. Almost. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's it's never, it depending on, you know, maybe midwitch, sometimes you don't get a lot of barbecue value because it's such a small square map. Or the game. The game's another one. The game, I feel like you, do, you get more value off the game than you do off midwitch for sure. Do you reckon? Depending on where you hook. If you hook in the middle of the map you're on the game, you're probably not going to get much value. But if you hook in one of the corners, uh, you probably you get pretty decent value off it if they're yeah, in the other center true. of the map. Whereas on midwitch, if you hook anywhere on the map, at best, it's going to show one survivor up. I'd say, um, but yeah, it's a yeah, it's definitely. a fantastic perk. Uh, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw this on you before you throw it on me, just because I have no idea. Um, but this again comes from Ali S And uh, what killer would you like to see in the game? If you can think of one off the top of your head, potentially.
1: I did have a little document ready with some, Ooh, some ideas. Got a document ready. A uh, little, little bit of prep, a little bit of prep work. I I'd like say. It. Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth would be a killer that I'd love to see in this game. Okay, why is that? Have you have you ever
0: played Friday the Thirteenth? I didn't get to unfortunately. PC? I did not get to. Um, I've watched a lot a of it. Very.
1: Though. I played him quite a bit in that Friday the Thirteenth game. He's a really fun killer. He's got some very really cool abilities. Um, I'd like to see him in the game.
0: Any like particular ability that you think would be cool for the game? Or- um. Maybe he's teleporting something like I know he can teleport. He's
1: kind of like Trapper, like in like aesthetics, but in because he wears a mask. Yeah. (laughs) Um, in Friday the Thirteenth, he um he can teleport
0: and he can like phase similar spirit. Can he Um, teleport in uh, like in the movies and stuff, or is that just a game thing?
1: Um, honestly, it's not too sure to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah. What
0: would you who would you like to see in this game? Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit because this is actually something I read on Steam the other day. I, uh, I read a, uh, a person that had come up with the idea of a Lara Croft 25th anniversary. Uh, they've just added her into Fortnite, uh, a couple of Lara Croft skins for the 25th anniversary. And uh, they'd come up with an idea that maybe she's not so much horror, but adding her in her as a survivor and uh, I think it's one of the sun, sun god things from the game as the killer. Uh, now I don't know anything really about the killer, but one of the really cool ideas that the person had um, was actual bonus effects that happened as a base kit when you hit someone with your your M1, like your basic attack. So it was things like obviously hemorrhaged or you know sloppy butcher effect on the survivor, but it was also other things like temporary. Um, a temporary blindness like the killer receives when you blind them with a flashlight or uh, excessive, um, excessive bleeding over time that if you, uh, as in like adding a mend essentially. But uh, yeah, it was, it was just cool to, to see them have an idea about an M1 just becoming more than an M1 uh, and actually not having to put add-ons for that as a base kit. Um, I thought that was a really cool idea because it would be... It would be something interesting that obviously they would have to balance, but um, it would be interesting to see something like that come come about, you know. Yeah, it
1: sounds pretty cool. I, I think it'd suit the game honestly, like like Tomb Raider. I think like the aesthetics and stuff would would suit pretty well.
0: I'll, I'll pull the I'll pull the document up. I've got it right here actually, um, just so I can give you an idea. Uh, this whole this whole idea was really really cool. I really really liked it. Um, so with the melee, it was uh, so they. It's the killer was called uh, Queen Himoko. So she's like a, a the Sun Queen. That's what she's called in the game. So um, the melee was punching a survivor with a fire fist, and that gives the survivor small blisters, which makes them scream for five seconds after hitting them, revealing their aura to you for four seconds. Uh, as well as That's making kind of them cool. lose one health state, so I thought that was kind of cool with an added effect. Yeah, um, I don't mind that. Even like as an add-on or something that could do that. Yeah, exactly. And and then her Mori was sucking the soul out of Survivor, which which would look amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but her perk, the perks, were actually really cool. So one of the perks was called Peer Pressure. So survivors vaulting the same pallet four, three, and two times will cause the pallet to break. Uh, so the numbers think, are actually individual to each survivor.
1: I think that's a cool perk, honestly.
0: So it, it could be balanced differently. Maybe I'd say uh, five, four, and three. Because uh, two times is a bit stiff. If you jump over a pallet twice, yeah, and it definitely. Um, but I thought that was really cool. I, I was like, that that would be awesome to see because it stops a, survivors abusing like a god pallet or something like that. Um, if all of a sudden the killer's running that perk and it breaks, uh, that catches the survivor completely off guard. And as a killer, you know how many times they vaulted, so you can prepare and you know go into an M1 right as they, ride as the pallet breaks. Um, the other one was sacrificial belief. So for every pallet you break, you gain two tokens. Your next vault animation will be increased by percentage amount of speed and consume one token. So kind of like the the vault build for killer. So uh, bamboozle gives you a a faster vault through a window and blocks the window. This would essentially be the same as when a, killer, a survivor has spine chill, or resilience when they're injured. So giving the killer a chance to get through the window faster, catching survivors off guard once again. How What do you think? I think that's pretty cool as well.
1: I think that's pretty cool personally. I don't. I love the. I love the perk. One, the, um, the power idea. I think that's really cool. Like the past killer perks have been, the new ones have been like pretty average. I think yeah. this would be pretty nice to see. Like, it's just say Shack power for example. I don't know if you get my shoes out of it. Because you kind of have to have to break the pallet, but you could force them to vault over it multiple times and, and just break it. Yeah, exactly. The last cool. one
0: I'll mention as well was uh, cursed belonging. So survivors that are breaking a totem or searching through a chest suffer from the exposed status and have their location revealed for four seconds, which I think would be pretty pretty interesting. Because that adds a trade off for another aura revealing perk with a totem, but it also adds a trade off for going through a, a chest looking for a key. Or something like that.
1: You know, similar that's to pretty, Iron Maiden. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> like yep. you are trying to get some loot and then next minute the yep, killer comes exposed. up from nowhere and then yep. one shot down. I like yeah, that.
0: I thought they were pretty cool. It's like obviously that's not my idea, so it's a little bit cheating the question, but um, I didn't really have any ideas and this is a killer that I would I'd like to see in the game, so essentially I am answering the question. Um, one thing we I forgot to we've kind of forgot to do today is talk about the um, how the killer perks have affected the game. We did talk about the killer, but we didn't talk about the killer perks himself and the, you know, if they've had any impact on the meta or anything like that. We might, what we might do is uh, when the buffs come out, we will revisit Trickster again. Uh, and then we we'll, maybe we'll talk about the perks uh, at that point And you know, maybe they've come more into the meta or there's some changes that have happened and they've become, you know, stronger or, or worse. Uh, and we'll be able to go over that. So, um, as you guys know, we uh, we were going to try and have a guest on this week, but uh, we we weren't able to line that up. So uh, that's something that we're going to try. Quixie I'd say try to line up for next week.
1: Yeah, we'll try and get it organised, mate. And get somebody on.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So um, yeah, at the moment, that is all we have to offer you for Dead by Daylight this week. Is there any other further thoughts that you had? Anything? I think, we've, uh, anything uh, I think happened we have we covered everything.
1: We want to talk about.
0: Anything personally, little...
1: stream wise, anything like that for you, Quixie? Uh, I think we've covered everything, mate.
0: Yep. All right. Perfect. Well, yeah, I am uh, super happy to be here again and uh, hang out with you, dude, and uh, have a good chat. I hope, um, hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, this has been Two in the Basement. I've been Deeks. I've been Easy Quix. And we'll see you all next time in the fog. Catch us all next week.